Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 237, John and Wendy Talk to Wendy Berry. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I am well, and we are well into the month of September. Yep. Once again, this episode is being sponsored by our friends over at Namely. Thank you, Namely. Love it. As we've said, yes, you've got a customer here that will speak the praises just as much yep. as we love them and have loved them for a long time. Wendy can tell you how great they are to deal with. <laughs> Wendy, it's been a while, but it is once again time for a geography quiz. Oh, no. <laughs> we talked about in the last episode that we are getting close to that 150,000 download mark. Ooh, and as we said, good. while a lot of our listeners are based in the States, yeah. we have a lot of listeners overseas as well. Yes, we do. We did this in the spring, I think. Okay. I think you're going to be surprised at this one because the top five has changed Oh. From then. So now as of August, so this is just strictly the month of August. Okay. What do you believe are the top five countries outside of the U.S. as far as downloads go? Okay. Well, I do not remember what they were the last time we did this. So top five. Well, it seems like we just had a bunch downloaded from Saudi Arabia. So I'm going to say okay. Saudi Arabia. Australia. I'm going to throw some random ones out there maybe too. Let's say England. Okay. Germany. And Mexico. Okay. And you want to go with that order? Yeah, let's do that order. What the Okay. <laughs> you did okay. I did okay. Well, I didn't fail. I think, though, <laughs> this one has an, a major surprise, in okay. it, which blew me away as I was looking at it. However, for the month of August, outside of the U.S., last month was our lowest month ever in terms of just U.S. of the oh. overall number. We were under 70% downloads in the U.S. Oh, my goodness. Which, when we started, we were like 90%. Right. So right. thank you, international listeners, for yeah. helping us continue to build this international community. The number one country outside of the U.S. was Canada. Oh, I should have, yeah. Should have guessed. We but. thank all our friends there. Yeah. Saudi Arabia, number two. Ooh, moving up. So I believe we got a new listener there that downloaded the entire catalog. So we hope you're <laughs> listening to this episode. Thank you, listener. Number three, our friends over in the United Kingdom. Okay. Number four, India. Oh. I think... Typically is in our top five. Yeah. However, this has never been in the top five. And this is one of those kind of like Mongolia that I get really excited. Right. When see. <laughs> Number five is the Lao People's Democratic Republic. Wow. Thank you to our friend there, our friends. Yes. In, in the Lao People's Democratic Republic. Wow. This is this is so much fun. We've talked before about how in the old days I would text you, like I'd be yeah. like, where's Carmen San Diego? Like every time we got a new country, because yeah. we used to be able to see like in real time where people were downloading from. We can't do that now, unfortunately, because of that silly GDPR. It's made it harder, but we do want to thank all our international yes. listeners, particularly though this month, just to recap, Canada, Saudi Arabia, the United Kingdom, India, and the Lao People's Democratic Republic. How about that, Wendy? That's awesome. I never would have guessed Lao. That, that would not. I don't think so either. <laughs> um, I am surprised I forgot India because we do, you know, we've done have some great listeners there. That's cool. I just, I love seeing that. It, it blows me away, quite honestly, that people who, you know, may, English isn't likely their first language are listening to us. We so. do appreciate it. We yes. always are always happy to talk to you as we say at the, we'll say it at the front in case you don't get all the way to the end. Yeah. Contact us if you, particularly if you're in 
allow people's Democratic Republic, I would love to talk to you. And yes. if our friend in Mongolia is listening, please reach out to me. I would love <laughs> to talk to you because that is still, to me, one of the, it's, it's all cool. And cool. when we get to look at that map, you know, yeah. the, the only landmass we still haven't hit is Greenland. But based on what I've seen out of Greenland, I don't even know if there are HR people there. I, I don't, there's so few people. I don't right. know. They may not have the industry there. If you know somebody in Greenland, we put that out before. If you yeah. if you know somebody in Greenland, get them to listen to one episode. Just one. And then we can say we cover all the land masses because they don't count Antarctica on the map. Because sure. there are even fewer people there. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Enough geography lesson. Yes. You had Wendy on Wonder Woman mm-hmm. a while back. Uh, yeah. We've never, we, and I haven't seen Wendy in forever, so I'm really glad we were able to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Let's make the introduction and get started. Yes, super excited to welcome Wendy Berry to the show. She uses she, they pronouns. She is an HR director for a nonprofit, a city council person in West St. Paul, Minnesota, and a parent of two ruckus-raising boys. Wendy, welcome to the show. So pumped to have you here. First question, what's in your glass? Uh, it's a cold remote freeze from Costco because I earned it after that trip to Costco today. <laughs> oh, Costco. Bad. We love and hate you. <laughs> right. I thought people went for the pizza and the, what's the, the turnover, the Costco roll. What's the thing called? Chicken, chicken. Oh yeah. The bake. Chicken, chicken bake situation. Yeah. Chicken yeah. bake. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'm not a, we're not a Costco family, so I'll just take your word for it. it it's one or the other. I get it. You can't do both. You can't do <laughs> Costco and another. So. No. Wendy, like we said, you appeared on Wonder Women back in September of, or sorry, rather February, 2019. And I'm trying to remember because I listened to those shows. Wendy was editing them at the time and I would listen. I don't remember though, in that conversation, did you all talk about how you got your start in HR? And if not, how'd you get your start in HR? Gosh, I don't remember if we did or not. Um, mine was mine was by accident, of course, right? Uh, I was doing sales, and I was not good at it uh, at all, and so I got fired. Um, that's fine, right? That's the story. Uh, so I got fired from the HR department. Um, but then I was like, I needed a job, because back then, unemployment didn't last all that long. So I'm just blind applying to everything. That looks good, looks good, and I get a call from a staffing agency, and come in, interview for the job. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I can do that. That sounds good. And... Uh, and had like two or three more rounds of interviews. It was really intense. Then I met with the CEO and she wanted to run like my astrological birth chart. And I'm like, wow, this is really weird, but cool. Whoa, uh, whoa, I whoa. I didn't know. <laughs> right? Wow. Astrological charts? It was wild. Yeah. She's like, what's your sign? I'm like, uh, you know, I'm Pisces. And uh, she's like, oh, what's your rising sign? I'm like, I, I don't know. She's like, well, when were you born? I'm like, I, I don't know. She's like, well, where were you? She like had all these questions, and she's like, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you, just go to astrologycenter.com and plug all this in. It's really great. I'm like, yeah, cool, okay. Um, uh, but I got the job, right? So cool. Um, so the staff, it was, uh, I needed it. I'm there. Um, so I was recruiting right in a staffing agency, super high volume. Loved it, just loved it. But so it was, it was definitely weird and by accident, but uh, worked out. That is, and I, and I know my, crap. I know more about my biology, my, uh, my astrology than I ever did before. Yeah, it was great. That... Okay, yet another person that came out of the stabbing industry. Thank you. It's always nice <laughs> to meet another person. Hands down, nobody has ever said they got yeah. asked their astrological sign as part oh, of the yeah. pre-employment process. Oh, yeah. Holy good. cow! <laughs> it was good. It was great. Five years there, right? And uh, and it was great. There were more weird things, right, with the CEO, and because it was just her company, she just did what she wanted, and we just let her roll with it. 
Um, but yeah, she was real big on astrological signs though, for sure. I wonder if there's any, well, yeah, there would be some protections depending on how deep you go with, you know, age and, and, and all of that. So there's some, there's a few protections in that, that, that might be a good story for, uh, for Mark and Kate to, uh, right. to break down right. <laughs> how deep into someone's astrological sign can you go? <laughs> I have to interject my one time ever dealing with astrological stuff. As a college student, I worked at Walden Books. Rest in peace, Walden Books. Great job. I love being a bookseller. And I'm in there one day, and these two college-age young ladies come in, and they buy an astrology book. They're checking out. Of course, I'm, I have to ask them, do you have your membership card or whatever, and they don't. And they look at me and go, oh, what's your sign? And, of course, stupid John just goes, Stop. So then, you know how you have pieces of flair for your outfits, right? Well, we had name tags, which I still have mine all these years later. And it has John. And one of my peers got me a stop sign sticker, which <laughs> was my name tag. That's pretty good. I wasn't thinking, Wendy. I wasn't thinking, like, oh, these young ladies <laughs> might be interested in something, you know, out extracurricular. But no, I just didn't stop. <laughs> so much for that. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Wendy, now you are heading up HR for Rainbow Health, which is a nonprofit. So how does HR differ in the nonprofit world and what are some of the biggest challenges you're facing right now? Yeah, Rainbow Health is the first nonprofit uh, where I've ever worked. And, uh, and, you know, they didn't, a little history, they had never had a full-time HR person before I started in like their 37 years of existence, which problematic and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but I think the biggest, the biggest thing that I've noticed, right, we hire, uh, we do a lot of work surrounding like health equity and housing equity and people running into barriers uh, for things, for human rights based on like who they are or what their um, their medical status is sometimes, right? So we have a lot of people that are in these roles that are very deeply ingrained in in, par- in the communities we serve, um, which is LGBTQ community, and then folks that are impacted by HIV. And so they're deep in it, right? They're deep in helping these communities. And so they um, are so passionate about what they do. And I've never worked in any environment where people have been so passionate. And, it's, and they're really needy because of that in a good way, right? They're exhausted. They're tired. They want to make sure everything is right with the world, um, and they're great humans. It's a lot more. It's a lot more in-depth work with one-on-one folks than I've ever done before, and it's fun. It's great, and I love it. It's. It's just I'd never experienced such. Um, so that's that's kind of the daily thing, right? And then you know we run into the regular HR things, you know, intention, retention, um, engagement, staffing. Right now, of course, you know, in, in Minnesota, I don't know if it is everywhere, but in Minnesota specifically, um, you know, right now nonprofits are moving toward unionization, and so we're doing that right now too. We're doing our first. Um, sit down initial contract um, uh, with the union. So uh, it's a lot of new stuff for me as, a, as an HR person, but also for us as, a, as an agency too. Wow. Wendy, one of the interesting things we've gotten to follow, I know this kind of came up since your last appearance on Wonder Women, you've gotten into public office. You serve on the West St. Paul City Council and you're, I, I believe you're running for re-election now. And it's interesting because again, you're not the only person we know in our business that's gotten into this world of politics in a little bit of time. How does your HR experience help you in that role as a city council member? And then on the flip side, what have you learned serving that you've been able to apply to your day-to-day work? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of my pitch, right? When I was running the first time four years ago, it's like, oh, all this HR experience will help because I know how to deal with people. Um, And of course it does, right? Um, But there are also so many other things like the policy piece of it. You know, in HR, you're ingrained in policies and handbooks and procedures and all that good stuff. And and city government has those as well. You know, they have ordinances and and policies and union contracts that we have to talk through. So a lot of it has been really, really helpful um, in understanding the importance of those things. They're two totally separate buckets and they're nuanced differently. 
Um, but the general idea is helpful. Um, and I think just, I mean, I credit this more to like many, many, many years in customer service, uh, but also the HR world, just, just learning how to do some of those de-escalation things, right? I mean, people get really hot about a lot of things in their city that, that you wouldn't think were that important um, as, an, as an individual, but some people do, right? And, uh, and so they get really mad and they have a lot of choice words. And, um, you know, as their elected official making $2 an hour, it's, it's, my, it's my responsibility to, uh, to take care of it for them. And, uh, and it's, it's good, though, right? Because you know people are coming from different places all the time. And I think that part of my HR background uh, has helped as well. Um, so a lot of the people stuff and the policy stuff has been helpful. That's a great, I had never thought about it on the flip side, right? Like what I've learned from public office uh, and what I can apply to in HR. But I think it's just continuing to understand the impact of things that you might not think of as an, indi- as an individual, uh, having a greater impact on others, um, which is something we should always keep in mind. But, you know, it's hard sometimes to do that. This show's coming out in mid-September. Where are you in that re-election process or where does that stand and what are the next steps there? So our election's November 8th. Um, I did have someone file the run against me. Um, he has since said that he's dropped out uh, unofficially, uh, and there's no way to get your name removed from the ballot this late in the game, right? Because mm-hmm. people are requesting early ballots be mailed out, so he will show up on the ballot. So I still kind of have to, you know, do the gig, the, the door knocking and the, um, you know, the metaphoric kissing babies and shaking hands kind of stuff. But nobody does that now with COVID, so <laughs> right, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, so I still have to do that, and it's weird because, I, you know feels like people should just be able to cross his name off the ballot if he doesn't want to run. And there are enough people that will do whatever it takes not to vote for me, uh, which is fine. I love them, too. Uh, and so they'll vote for him. And so they'll probably get a good chunk of votes. But it's just annoying that it is, I even have to think about it. So, Wendy, as a member of the LGBTQ plus community, what do you see employers getting right when it comes to employee engagement within that community? And what do you think is one thing they could do to start improving it? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, where I work now, it's been the, the most inclusive environment I've ever worked in for the queer community. Um, but it's because that's the work that we do. But and we go way, way above and beyond. I mean, it's it's bonkers. And it's great. And it makes me feel good when I go to work. But I also know that not everyone is made out of that environment. I think when I see higher level officials with like their pronouns, for instance, um, in their email signature, it takes them two seconds to do that. But it makes me, uh, you know, someone, uh, someone from the queer community, it, it makes me feel good. And, and like, I can be who I want and, and use what pronouns I want because it's just how it works, right? It's how it works here. I think that there are some things that are really easy that people put too much thought into. And it's like, you, you, you don't need men's and women's restrooms. You don't. Um, they, people are going in to use the bathroom uh, and hopefully wash their hands. And that's all we need to worry about. And so just, just, you know, when you redo a building and you move into a building, just yank down the sign that says men's and slap up an all gender thing, right? It's not that hard. It'd be able to cost you like two bucks. And so they're just little things like that, right? I mean, I enjoy when people talk openly about their families. I enjoy when I hear other queer folks talking openly about their families. And I think that's a pretty good indicator why it's important to, to have queer folks in, in positions like management or, or marketing or communications or something where you can see uh, and hear them regularly talk about their life. Uh, just because it is, it's just more inclusive. And I don't, I know there's a lot of pushback where people don't feel comfortable talking about their family because they don't want to be outed and that sucks. And we can do better, especially as HR people. And, uh, I just, you know, just little human things that can be done. It doesn't have to be gigantic demonstrative things because nobody wants to see, you know, the pride flag on your company logo for 30 days and then never hear about it the rest of the year. Um, that's not a great thing to do. Um, it's a great start, but you got to keep the conversation going. Uh, so I think those things are important. And then, and also it's like talking to the LGBTQ employees too on a regular basis and th- see how things are going because 
the best people to ask are going to be the ones that are experiencing it and not the straight folks that are on the board of directors that read an article once and it told them to do this. So it's just, it's important to, to get on the ground and hear how it's going there too. Wendy, one of the things that we've done over the last bit of time is outsourcing questions to previous guests because it helps us be able to do other things and carve out a little bit of time for ourselves and our families. And in this case, Heidi Pancake asked, what do you believe is your greatest personal accomplishment? It's a huge question. Um, it's a huge question. I was talking to my wife about it a little bit, and I was like, what if I said it was teaching our seven-year-old to make tacos? And she said, does it have to be HR-related? I'm like, how are tacos not HR-related? Um, and so we had that conversation. But uh, So, you know, I don't know. My, I mean, the city council thing is a pretty, is a pretty, big, is a pretty big thing. 30-year-old me, 38-year-old me, you know, my entire life never thought I would be like an elected official. Um, but we've done some really rad things to just increase the inclusivity of our city. And those are just like special moments for me whenever I have a, a parent saying, hey, we drove past City Hall and, and we saw the Pride flag out in June and, and my kid was just so happy. And it's like, great, done. You know, I mean, I, my service on the city council is done if one kid felt included in their community. Um, so, I mean, that's you know, some of those things that we're able to do there are really great, too. I mean, of course, my kiddos are like two of my biggest, greatest things ever in the world. Um, yeah. Well, I think teaching your kid to make tacos is huge because, one, it's tacos. Right. Right. And, two, that's a meal you don't have to make. Exactly. That, that's my tacos are not good. My tacos are not good. It's <laughs> like... I'll do the meat, Mom. I'm like, perfect, please, because touching meat makes you want to puke. So you, you do the meat. That's fine. That's awesome. Well, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast is brought to you by Namely. Running HR for a mid-sized business means you hire, onboard, process payroll, keep up with regulations, resolve conflict, organize company events, the list goes on. You need software that can keep up with all you do so you can focus on keeping your employees happy and engaged. You need Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that makes life easier for your employees, your management, and you. Namely's HR platform covers your essential HR and compliance needs all in one place. Namely offers it all, from onboarding and payroll to time tracking, benefits, employee engagement, and so much more. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, Namely's all-in-one integrated platform is designed to be used by everyone every day. Namely just rolled out their newest feature, Continuous Feedback. Now you can encourage and engage employees by giving feedback on an ongoing basis, break away from traditional point-in-time review cycles, and make feedback part of the day-to-day employee experience. We want you to build a better workplace with Namely, so we've arranged a special offer for listeners. Right now, get a free month of unlimited access to Namely's all-in-one HR platform. Go to Namely.com slash HR Social Hour to learn more. Thanks again, Namely, for sponsoring the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. Now, back to the show. And we are back, Wendy. It is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. So, first question, what career did you dream of having when you were a child? When I was in second grade, uh, my grandpa got a brain tumor and he was really sick and he wound up dying, right? Sad. Um, but then I was convinced that I was going to be a neurosurgeon. I was like, all in, going to operate on brains. And like, uh, even went to the point where like we got to meet with his neurosurgeons and they like showed me all these things and they gave me this coloring. I mean, it was intense, right? For an eight year old. Uh, but I'm still all in. And then at middle school, maybe and I was like, God, I hate science. And uh, so then it just wasn't going to work out. 
wasn't going to work out. So that dream shifted, and uh, yeah, and it went through some different reiterations before we got to uh, you know the HR world. That that's pretty intense. Uh, brain surgery is. There's certain personalities that can do that. Like, you know what? I'm going to cut up some op- cut open somebody's head and mess around in their brain. I can right. do that. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> did you start to say they gave you a coloring book? They did. It was like all the parts of the brain, different coloring, and how the brain is in the nerves and controlled everything. And it was really cool. Um, wow. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot. I, I'm, I'm impressed that exists. Right. You know? Now it's on a tablet. You can do it with your right, right. mileage you can color it in. <laughs> Wendy, who's one person you've gained your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Yeah. So this is a funny question. I was thinking about this. Um, and there's probably a lot. And uh, the one that just keeps popping up in my head is the finance director that we just hired uh, at, at where I work, in my nonprofit, where I work. And never in my mind did I think, man, a finance director is a great human because I don't understand numbers either. So... I'm like, you do your thing, and I'll do mine, and we'll just not talk. Um, But she's just such a great individual because she's, like, super focused on anti-racism and finance and, like, what she does uh, to monitor the finances for our organization and how we spend things and and those sort of things. And it's... It's great to have those conversations with someone that's that's at a higher level and is also, like, trying to do day-to-day work to make sure that we are combating really gross things um, from that perspective. And so it's just, uh, she's a unique individual and just being able to have open conversations about those things, uh, just, it, it makes me want to thrive in my work and be better towards anti-racism. And so I just, I just really appreciate getting to know her. And her name is? Her name is Felicia Ring. Wendy, if you could go back to the start of your career and give yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the HR piece would be like, don't ask people about their signs uh, in HR interviews <laughs> would be the first thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the biggest thing I would just continue to tell myself is like, just get to know people, right? Get to know who they are, what they do, uh, how you can help them. Because in the end, it's going to, it's going to come out to be like a really incredibly beneficial collaborative relationship. Maybe just not at work, but now you know someone important and you know, you understand their life and you know what they're going through and just keep getting to know people, even the people you wouldn't normally get to know because they're just, uh, you know, people can make quick impacts or big impacts on your life. And they're just, they're good to have. They just make you more well-rounded person. Wendy, we know you're giving back to your community from the city council perspective. How do you enjoy giving back to the HR community in particular? You know, it's a great question. I, I, I feel like I used to be a little more cognizant of that back before this political thing took over my spare time. And so I don't know that I have a good question, right? I mean, I like to, I like to chat with people about their work um, and how they do their work. And so it's also a good opportunity for me to like show people that HR people can be all right. Uh, you know, your your people that are scared of the HR folks uh, that they run into regularly. And I think just like trying to remove that reputation of HR being their principal's office or, you know, the person you don't want to talk to um, and how, yes, yes, we're here for the company and uh, we can also be here for for employees. I just, every day I try to remove that uh, that over, overly used generalization and I just hope that it goes away eventually and I'll, I'll, always, I'll always fight that thing. <laughs> Wendy, what's your favorite movie? I was trying to think of the last movie I saw. <laughs> um, and I don't know what it was. But I think uh, there's a good handful of movies that I'll just watch over and over again. And I, and I remember we actually talked about one uh, when we filmed uh, HR One Room. And it was uh, set it off with like Queen Latifah um, and some more folks. And they were doing like heist, any heist movie, I'm so down. Um, 
I used to work at a credit union and I would see the armored truck like backed in getting cash and I'm like, it's heist day. And it, never <laughs> was. Um, it was never heist day, but uh, I'm all about any of those kind of movies. Have you seen Son of Man? No, do I need to? Jason Statham, Guy Ritchie directed it. Yeah, it's slow, slow start, but it picks up in the last 15, 20 minutes. If you like Guy Ritchie movies and heist movies yeah. that he makes, I liked it a lot. It came out a year ago, maybe, something like that. Yeah, Son of Man. It was good. I'll put it on the list of things to watch when my children are not home or sleeping yeah. or something. Yeah, definitely not family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> what about your favorite or the most memorable live performance you've ever attended? Uh, I think my favorite, uh, my favorite live performance was, I think it was probably nine years ago. In fact, I know it was nine years ago. Um, and it was Macklemore uh, at the Minnesota State Fair. A few things would w- just continues to make it so memorable is one, they, uh, it was a tornado. <laughs> cool. Oh. So they're like, uh, or a severe storm or something. So they just moved us all out to the cement staircase at the Minnesota State Fair. So here we are just hanging out with our friends uh, in the stairwell of the grandstand waiting for this uh, storm to pass. Um, and then so they come out, right, uh, uh, watch a couple opening acts, and then Macklemore sings. And my wife and I had just gotten married, like, a few weeks before. Um, and so Minnesota had just passed the law to where uh, gay marriage could be recognized in the state. Um, and then so Macklemore sings his song about gay marriage, and I'm totally, like, drawing a, drawing a blank on. Um, but in, in part of the lyrics are, like, gay marriage, damn right, I'll support it. And, like, everyone around us is, like, singing it out loud. And it's just, like, super rad, and I got goosebumps, and it's... I don't know. I just like always think of that concert and like how we felt this general sense of overwhelming support for the queer community and the right to be gay married, uh, just in the fair after this big tornado situation. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was funny. I always think about it and, uh, I don't know, it makes my cold heart warm sometimes when I think about it. That's awesome. I will admit, I, I was guessing with you cause I know that you worked the Super Bowl halftime show yeah. when it was, yeah, yeah. so, which is also, that a was, story. uh, it is a good story. It was like one of those things where it's like, why not? When is it going to happen? You could be on, you know, Super Bowl at the halftime show right or, there with them all. It was it was pretty fun. Wendy, if you could be on any TV show, either as yourself or as a character, what would it be? Um, like my favorite TV show of all time, uh, and it's only gotten better as I've had more work experience, is just The Office. <laughs> um, but I've also really enjoyed Park and Rec. Um, and it even had like even more ridiculous connection. It's even funnier when you do things like park and rec committees for the city. <laughs> and so, uh, cause some of those things are real, man. They pulled from reality on some of those situations. And so, uh, I would love to have like some little side character situation, uh, just like in park and recs, uh, or park and rec because it's, <laughs> it's funny and I feel it and I feel it. And I would love to be, uh, you know, slip in there in some fashion. Recently it was announced. It's going to be windy berry day all around the world. What are we going to do to celebrate? I dig it. And like literally whatever you want to do. No cards you have to feel obligated to buy. Uh, you know, no sales that retailers force down your throat with a million emails leading up to it. Um, the only thing that you're required to do is be a kind human. Um, and if you can't do that, then you can't, you just can't leave your house. So that's it. That's the day. That's what we're doing. I like that. If you can't be nice, just stay home. Well, yep. I like the idea you've thought through that there would be no cards to have to purchase or no, sales no. to stores. Yeah. Nobody's ever mentioned that before. <laughs> Man, when am I going to get my mattress? You know? Come on. <laughs> right, right, right. My right. Every other holiday. Mattress. Right. Um, which is just, I, yeah, I think that's, I, I remember my oldest at one point, she saw, you know, back to school sale mattresses or whatever. And she's like, why does a kid need a mattress to go back to school? <laughs> 
All right. Well, finally, Wendy, as you know, we are outsourcing. So if you could ask the next guest of the podcast any question, what would it be? I think, like, what's one thing you try to do on a regular basis just to try to make the world a kinder place? I like that question. Wendy, it has been added to the book. It will be asked very soon. I need to make one uh, errata, or I don't know what's the term, one fix one thing here. I mentioned the Jason Statham movie. It's actually Wrath of Man, not Son of Man. So Wrath of Man, because I don't (laughs) want somebody to tell me later I was wrong. Check it out. If you do like heist movies, not family-friendly, it would not be something where you do good deeds for somebody or that's not something (laughs) better the community. Dig it. We appreciate you so much making time. We should have done this well before now. Because it's been an awful long time. I was trying to think back. I think the last time I saw you was Work Human. Like, I, it's mm-hmm. been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Great conversation. Astrology and neurosurgery have never come up on this show. So you you win, yeah. my friend. I don't know <laughs> what, but you win because it's tremendous. <laughs> I know many of our listeners are already connected with you. But for those that are not, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Yeah, I mean, I have a blog that hasn't been updated in like 40 years, uh, and all my social media is linked on it. Uh, it's just wendyberry.com, but most of my social media, um, the, the username is just at uh, the wendyberry, and you can probably connect with me there. The normal wendyberry is used by someone that never updates it, and it makes me angry. So we just went with the wendyberry uh, across the board, and you should be okay You there. should do the wendyberry, like the Ohio State. You know, it's a little... Uh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I'm yeah, in. Okay. I'm into it. <laughs> Oh, it sounds more fancy, I guess, when you say the. But we will have much of that in the show notes. <laughs> but, but we'll have it there. Wendy, for you, as far as listeners to reach out, best way for them to do that. Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And of course, second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern time as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John? Once again, thanks to Namely for sponsoring this episode. Be sure to check out namely.com slash HR social hour. If you sign up, you get your first month free when you make that switch. As for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman and for the show, HR social hour podcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share, and follow, subscribe, whatever they call it on whatever platform you're listening. Be sure to do that. Help us get to that 150K download mark if we're not there already. We appreciate that very much. International listeners, we would love to talk to you about astrology. Do you practice astrology overseas? I don't know. So let's talk about that or whatever you're doing in your HR space or what you're doing to help better your communities. We'd like to talk to you. It is easier for you to get in touch with us than to get in touch with you. So please reach out and let's have the conversation. You know, at some point, I think you all made a joke about a Wendy Squared episode. So I, I didn't make it until now. Wendy Barry, I appreciate you <laughs> joining us and being here for the conversation. And so for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. (laughs) 